Welcome to Cerebral, a podcast where we explore ideas from psychology and cognitive science to build an accurate mental model of a complicated world. If I ask you what are the odds that in the next 10 years the world will experience another pandemic that will kill millions of people, what would you say? Something tells me that you would assign higher odds to that possibility compared to odds you would have assigned if i had asked that same question in 2019 we are still in the middle of a global pandemic currently our mind has a heightened sense of danger from viruses than just over a year ago objectively though the threat of a virus destabilizing the world was always there experts had been predicting for years that a new global pandemic is imminent even bill gates wanders back in 2015 like this if anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war not missiles but microbes but nobody took them seriously why is that How do we decide which threats are worth panicking about? And why do we overreact to threats like terrorism while underreacting to climate change or viruses? Today in Cerebral, we will explore availability heuristic, sometimes called as availability bias, a mental shortcut that we use for thinking about likelihoods, about the chances of something happening in the world. We will look at how this heuristic paints an incorrect picture of reality in our minds, screwing up our top priorities and leaving us not only grossly unprepared for looming dangers, but also extremely vulnerable to mass propaganda. From 2005 to 2015, over 300,000 Americans were killed by guns. Only 94 were killed by Islamic terrorism. Americans, of course, fear the latter way more than the former. In order to understand where this irrational fear comes from, we need to go back to 1970s. and look at one of the first experiments done to understand the phenomenon behind this kind of fear daniel kahneman and amos tversky two researchers you will hear a lot of in this podcast they basically started the field of heuristics and biases what they did was they asked their subjects the following question if a random word is taken from an english text Is it more likely that the word starts with a K or that K is the third letter in that word? What do you think? Do you think words like keep, kitchen or kiwi are more common than words like ask or acknowledge? You can pause the podcast here for a minute to think about it. Okay so not surprisingly in that particular study participants overestimated the number of words that began with the letter k 
and underestimated the number of words that had K as the third letter. But in reality, it turns out that a typical sentence in English contains twice as many words that have K as the third letter than K as the first letter. And overall, there are three times more words with K in the third position than words that begin with K. Kahneman and Tversky argued that people would immediately think of many words that begin with the letter K, but that it would take them a lot more effort, a lot more time to think of any words in which K is the third letter. Makes sense, right? Maybe that's what happened with you too. They said that people answer questions like these by comparing the availability of the two categories in their memory. If one category is more readily available, people think that is more likely. Which is why they called it availability heuristic. And this is pretty much the reason why Americans fear Islamic terrorists more than guns. American media usually covers rare stories around Islamic terrorists more frequently and more sensationally than gun shootings. Death by guns is so common that it just doesn't make for entertaining television. Moreover, a study found that even though between 2008 to 2012, only 6% of terrorist acts were committed by Muslims, 81% of terrorists on TV news were portrayed as Muslims. Kahneman and Tversky called this phenomenon frequency of repetition. The more an instance is repeated within a category, the stronger the link between the two instances. In this case, even though the instance of Islamic terrorism is not happening as much in the real world, it is disproportionately covered in the media. And therefore, it irrationally increases the fear in minds of people consuming that media. This is actually what also happens with many stereotypes. If I tell you that I saw a famous astronaut today, or I met a famous chess player, your mind will likely imagine me meeting a person who is male. Simply because male chess players and astronauts are the examples more readily available in our minds. So, ease of recall due to more examples of a particular category is one reason behind availability bias. But there is another factor that affects this bias. Exemplars. Exemplars are examples that stand out more than other examples during the process of recall. Our minds are very good at capturing interesting things in the data that we consume through our eyes and subsequently storing them better than mundane things. For instance, let's say you go out on a vacation and let's also imagine that this vacation involves a long boat trip. During this trip, you come across different sea animals, including sharks, dolphins, fish of different kinds. After a couple of weeks of this trip, let's say 
if i were to ask you how many sharks and how many dolphins you saw your mind would assume a higher ratio of shark in the water even if in reality you came across higher number of dolphins magnificent sharks have a greater impact on our memory while our mind gets used to a bunch of dolphins swimming around and this exaggeration is something we all do on regular basis when recalling stories from our past too our memory underscores out of ordinary events and therefore can create an incorrect movie of what actually happened exemplars are the behaviors or events that our memory not only stores but also underscores and highlights so when we recall naturally underscored and highlighted things are recalled more easily so as we always ask in this podcast what can we really do about this bias is there a way to mitigate it this particular mental shortcut definitely exists for a reason and one can imagine why it is sometimes useful even today so we don't really want to discard it completely but we do need to be on a lookout for for what curen and sunstein in their paper called availability entrepreneurs these are people or organizations that try to invest resources into promoting a belief or an ideology in order to derive some personal benefit so when you think about availability entrepreneurs think about politicians across different parties think about ideological news media and fake news websites on the internet they regularly bombard us with very well crafted propaganda they use vivid images and videos viral videos which create an unreal map of the world in our minds and our opinions are often formed by examples that we can recall best but if the examples themselves are cherry picked or exaggerated how can we really expect our opinions or beliefs to be anywhere near the truth so be on a lookout for availability entrepreneurs that are selling their cherished beliefs beliefs that are competing with one another in a sort of availability market within our minds other than that i guess when evaluating behaviors of others just notice how negative behaviors tend to get recalled more easily than positive behaviors this is something i actually talked about in the episode on negativity bias this bias towards negativity which can be easier to recall can lead to incorrect judgment about someone's personality this is especially true if the recall happens when you are down or in a bad mood negative mood tends to boost the availability bias and makes our memory much less reliable than usual negative events are like exemplars that are highlighted and underscored so they get recalled more easily okay so that's it for this episode of cerebral i hope that this brief intro on availability heuristic was useful for you and will help you see some of the events that you recall in your mind with a different lens as always if you have any concerns 
questions or feedback write to cerebralpodcast@protonmail.com in the next episode we will do something different we will take a small break from learning about heuristics and biases and enter the fascinating land of instrumental rationality thank you for listening and until next time have fun thinking